thank you so very much for joining us tonight for our time of ministry in the Word and our Bible study. Glory be to God. We're so thankful to the Lord for His goodness to us, for His faithfulness and His loving kindness, everything that He continues to do for us in this new season of a new year. I trust that you and your loved ones are blessed and you are doing well and enjoying the goodness of the Lord. Um, I want us to press on tonight and and dive right into our Bible study so that we can spend as much time as possible before we run out of time where we're targeting to, to close out um, in 45 minutes. Um, I do thank you um, on whatever platform you are joining us from um, and wherever you are in the world. Thank you for being here with us. It's a great joy um, and privilege to always be able to come around the Word of God together with the saints. So let's bow our heads together and let's share a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we receive the release, the freedom, the liberty, and the mighty presence of the Holy Spirit in this service tonight. Thank you, Lord, for giving us an opportunity to come together again around your word. Fill us with light. Fill us with understanding, with revelation. Father, cause the entrance of your word to bring new illumination into our spirits today. I pray for all of my brothers and sisters, wherever they are tonight. I pray the blessings of God upon them and their families, their loved ones. Father, I pray that you continue to do them good, even as you have already been doing. We give you praise for the blessing of tonight's service. Receive all the glory, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. And thank you so much again for joining us tonight. What a glorious opportunity this is. Let's go right there. We're talking about the whole concept of thanksgiving, entering right, the right way um, into the new year, into any season, into every season of our lives. Thanksgiving is right. Thanksgiving is right. In the 100th Psalm, which we have read, I'm not going to do um, much of any kind of recap. So if you, you're just joining us for the first time, um, all of this messages and recordings are available um, through our different media platforms. Uh, so please help yourself and, and get them so you are up to speed with us. Amen. Um, in, in the 100th Psalm, the psalmist says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. It says there in verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So thanksgiving is how we enter into his gates. And thanksgiving is how we enter into every new season 
Thanksgiving is how we enter into every aspect and every situation of our lives. Thanksgiving is right. It says, enter into his gate with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. If you look around you, everywhere around our lives, we're surrounded with evidences of the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> the goodness of the Lord, the blessings of the Lord in our lives are the testimonies of his goodness to us. The life we have, we enjoy. The breath, the soundness of health we have. Great relationships. Good people that the Lord has surrounded us with. Uh, a good job. Hallelujah. A ministry. Hallelujah. Fellowships. And, and great provision. Resources that we don't qualify for. Um, destiny help us. Open doors, opportunities. I mean, all, all around us, there are testimonies of the goodness of the Lord because of his so many blessings. So let's be thankful. Let's be thankful. Um, let's go and read Acts chapter 14 and verse 17. And then um, I want us to um, go back there and try to um, advance and I believe between next week and uh, this evening and next week um, we would we would wrap up um, this this set of teachings on Thanksgiving is right and then I'm trusting God that after that we will be able to go into um, the concept of divine guidance um, having direction and clarity as we move forward in our lives and if, if we intend to succeed, these are the building blocks of success. One, be thankful. Two, get direction. Amen. And then implement vision once you have that vision and begin to step out and, and take, the, take the baby steps to accomplish success as the Lord has ordained it for us. Um, but in Acts chapter 14, we're talking tonight, Thanksgiving is right. Thanksgiving is right. In Acts chapter 14 and verse 17, the Bible says, Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness, in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. He did not leave himself without testimony. He did good. He did good. He's doing good. And he will continue to do us good. He gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. Can you make that confession of faith with me tonight? Say, God's blessings in my life are a testimony of his goodness to me. Say one more time. God's blessings in my life are a testimony of his goodness to me. And the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and uh, verse 18, it says right there in the Amplified uh, Bible, it says for us to be thankful 
in every circumstance. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18, it says, Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you who are in Christ. This is the will of God for you. What is the will of God for us? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is right to offer thanksgiving to God in everything, whether positive or it seems negative, whether it seems good, whether it seems not so good, whether we like it, whether we don't like it, whether we feel it's favorable, whether we feel it's otherwise, to be thankful, to give thanks to the Lord in everything. And so the the Word of God teaches us seven principal ways in which we can offer thanksgiving to God. And um, practicing those ways, committing ourselves to those ways, consistently and committedly thanking God in those ways will position us for good success. We have already learned the first one, thanksgiving through verbal expressions. We call it verbal thanksgiving. Just thanking God through the expressions of thanks from our lips. Thanking God. Remembering to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Counting our blessings and naming them one by one. Expressing it verbally, continually, as verbal thanksgiving. And then we also talked about thanksgiving that is offered through our serving God. That's where we were when we closed out last week. In serving God, we're expressing thanks and gratitude to Him. We're letting Him know that we're grateful. He gave us the strength to live. He gave us the abilities that we have. He gave us talents and gifts. We closed out reading about the story of the parable of the set of talent, which the Lord Jesus Christ, um, he, he told um, um, in, in, in one of our previous lessons about the servant who received one talent and would not be thankful for that and was comparing himself. Well, we're not that way. We are thankful for everything the Lord has done for us, everything the Lord has given to us, and so we express that by thanking him in service. We saw Peter's mother-in-law who was sick. The Lord healed her, raised her up, and the first thing she did, she went to serve God. Serve God by serving the people around her. We saw the story of the demoniac in Mark chapter 5. This man who was somewhere in between the corridors of death was really not living even though he seemed to be alive. And the Lord came and delivered him. And he came back into his right mind. And he wanted to stay around the Lord. The Lord said, no, go home to your friends and family and serve them by telling them what the Lord has done for you. And I believe I closed out last week by sharing a testimony of a very simple thing about, simple story about how we can tell the world and tell people what the Lord has done for us and by so doing, expressing our gratitude to Him. Well, let's go on. Um, A couple of scriptures I know I couldn't read last week um, in in the area of serving God through thanksgiving. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 
from verse 15 to 18, it talked about um, some of the, um, the first disciples in a region um, of Achaia um, that Paul described as being addicted to serving, addicted to serving the saints of God. They were the first fruits, the first people who really came into, into, the, into the, the kingdom um, through Paul's ministry in that region. And they expressed their thanks and their gratitude by serving, by being addicted. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and, and it says there in verse 15, I beseech you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanas, that it is the first fruit of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. They have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. Well, their addiction to service was um, and it was a result of their gratitude for what the Lord had done for them. In serving God, we glorify Him. We honor Him. When we serve God through serving people, through ex- expanding the, king, the work of the kingdom, through devoting ourselves to whatever assignments God has given to us, we honor Him. We glorify Him. You remember the Lord Jesus Christ in John chapter 17 and verse 4, in that powerful prayer, the last prayer He prayed for the church uh, before he went, he went home to heaven. Uh, you know, he said, he said there in verse 4, he says, I have glorified you on the earth. How? How did he glorify God on the earth? He said, I have finished the work. I have finished the work that you gave me to do. And you know, earlier on in his ministry in John chapter 4, he was ministering, serving, ministering to this woman by the well. And uh, um, his disciples came and they brought him food. And he said, no, he, he was not hungry. He was satisfied by ministering, by serving God. Doesn't mean that the Lord didn't pay attention to his nutrition. Doesn't mean that he didn't take care of himself. No, but he was saying his priority. He said in the, that scripture in, in, um, in John chapter 4, I believe is verse 24. Sorry, verse 31 to 34. My meat, he said, is to do the work of him that sent me and to finish it. And right here in John 17, verse 4, he's saying, I finished it. I have actually done that work and I've finished it. And all of that is to be thankful to you, is to give you glory and to give you honor. So one of the ways in which we thank God is through service. Let me ask you, are you serving the Lord? Are you serving the Lord? Are you serving inside of an organized a kingdom setting, a church setting, or outside, or both? Are you serving the Lord? The important thing is that we're using our gifts, our talents, our resources to enhance the work of the kingdom of God, whether inside of an organized local church setting or outside of it. Hallelujah. There are so many people who are serving in both areas that are giving God praise by their service, And it is very important that like those believers in that region of Achaia that Paul was writing to in the Corinthian church, that we are addicted to serving God through serving people. Amen. Let's go to the third way in which we serve God tonight. We're going to try to um, 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 get as far as we can tonight. I know 
I have a couple of scriptures, a few things I've got to say, but I'm going to try to have us um, complete, if possible, the third, the fourth, and possibly even the fifth tonight, because they are all they, they are all quite similar. They're all quite similar. And the third way in which we offer thanksgiving to God is through monetary and material giving. Through monetary and material giving. How thankful you are is often reflected in the proportion of your material blessings that you are willing to share with the Lord. How thankful you are for all the Lord has done is often reflected in the proportion of your material blessings that you are willing to share with the Lord. Let's read in Psalm 50, the 50th Psalm, and let's read there from verse 10. Psalm 50 and from verse 10. Being thankful to God, expressing thanksgiving through material giving. I know many believers don't realize that in giving of, of our resources, finances, and, and other material benefits that we have, we are actually saying thank you to the Lord. Well, somebody say, how is that? Well, because what we are saying when we give, give our materials, give our finances, what we are saying is, Lord, I recognize this did not come from me, it came from you. And so thank you. So we give him a portion of it. And that's, that's, that's what covers the whole concept of tithing and giving offerings and all the different aspects of, of giving, and which I'm going to focus when we get to the next one, on one particular major one, only because the Bible really puts the light on that as one of the ways in which we express our gratitude to the Lord through our material resources, our finances. Amen. Let's read in Psalm 50 and verse 10. The 50th Psalm and verse 10, he says, For every beast, this is the Lord speaking, he said, For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. Will I eat, the Lord is asking, Will I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? Then he says in verse 14, and we're going to come back to this scripture later on in one of, uh, one of the other um, points we're going to look at. Offer unto God thanksgiving. Well, what does thanksgiving have to do with bullocks and goats and all of these sacrifices, material gifts, money? And all it, well, thanksgiving is greatly expressed to the Lord by the meaningful things of our lives. You remember that scripture in the New Testament where the Lord Jesus Christ said, Wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So the most meaningful things that we possess in our lives really are, once you've taken our relationships, people, generally the next thing, um, usually is what we possess, material resources. Those are the things that help us live and help us move ahead in life, help us accomplish our goals. And when we take out of those material resources that are precious to us and we share them with the Lord, we are expressing our thanksgiving to Him. Notice there He says, um, If I were hungry, I would not tell you. That's verse, verse 12. For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Then He says in verse 14, Offer unto God thanksgiving 
and pay your vows unto the Most High, and call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you, and you will glorify me. Offer unto God thanksgiving through your material giving. Through your material giving. This is very, 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 very important. And I'm sharing this tonight with people who are already primed, people who are already prepared, people who have a little bit of exposure and understanding in this area. So I'm not looking at all to go in depth in any kind of teaching on material and financial giving. That's not my goal at all. I want to stay focused on the principle of thanksgiving. And I'm just, we're learning about the different ways in which we express thanksgiving to God. Now, obviously, if we want a deeper understanding of what's the connection between financial resources, material resources, and thanksgiving, obviously there's a place for that. But that's not my goal. I'm talking tonight and, and I'm ministering uh, to, to people who I believe are already, their hearts are already prepared. And if you are not one of those who already has a measure of understanding and a measure of knowledge regarding the connection between giving and being thankful to the Lord and glorifying God, then, then you do have a lot. There's a whole lot of a good, godly Christian materials um, out there, a lot of teachings, even in our own ministry here that we can lay our, our hands on that can help us in that area. But keep in mind, one of the ways we thank God. So every time, if, if we're going to thank God, either you're thanking God for something he's done for you uh, in, in a service or by yourself or your family, or you are just, um, you're just giving. Remember, one of the ways in which we thank God is through our giving, our tithing, our offering. And all of that. Amen. Now, the fourth way is very, very, very closely related to the third way. And I did tell you I wanted to put some light on this aspect, um, which I know it's not taught too elaborately. And my goal is not even to teach it too elaborately, but I really want to mention it a little bit and just say a few things about it. Um, the fourth way in which we express thanksgiving to God is the principle of thanking God with our first fruits the principle of thanking god with our first fruits now there's so many different ways um to look at uh, to the term first fruits is a very very powerful um hebrew word reshith it is and that word is actually also translated into um, um some other word that's very important powerful in the book of proverbs uh, but that word Rishith, which is translated to first food, is also translated to principal, or the first, or the beginning, or the most substantial, or the most important. And um, the principle of the first fruits um, has a lot to do with the first part of every increase that God gives us. Now, the principle is similar to the principle of tithing, because in tithing, we basically... Um, we uh, we give to the Lord a tenth or whatever it is we um, we desire that we we want to give. In the Old Testament, it was a minimum of the tenth, ten percent. And um, here, in many of my teachings in the past, I've referred to the tithe as minimum 
um, minimum seed due. I, I think one time I called it minimum payment. It's not really a payment, even though it comes across as a payment, but it's not a rule. It's not a law. It's, it's, it's a seed that we give from our hearts. And uh, this should be something we give from our heart. Remember when we talked about Thanksgiving and the heart? If, if our giving is not from our heart, we shouldn't be given. If, if we don't feel convinced that um, uh, a portion, certain portion of our income um, should be given to the Lord, then hold on to it. Um, we shouldn't give under duress. We shouldn't give because we feel it's a law. We feel like God will punish us if we don't. No. No, giving is a hard thing. It's, it's love. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So God's giving expressed his love for us. God's giving his most precious, the Lord Jesus Christ, was his way of showing that he loved humanity. He gave the best that we had. he had. So that's why we give our best. And so the principle is not a rule, and I'm going to read that statement to you even regarding the first fruit. Uh, some people, you know, they'll do like a 10%. Some people would do a, a 20%. Some people would do a 30%. It's in, the, in the Old Testament, they were required to do a 10%, but that's, they were under the law. Um, in the New Covenant, you are not limited by the law. Uh, and it's really up to you. It's up to your relationship with the Lord and what you decide. But at the very least, at the very least, just make sure that you are doing your part in the kingdom of God. A tithe, a tithe is, is, is well acceptable. However, the principle of first fruits isn't, and the first fruit isn't necessarily, even though it's similar to the tithe, but it's not necessarily always the tithe. The tithe is regular, it's constant. Everything we get, we, we give the Lord a certain proportion, 10%, 20%, 30%, whatever it is that in our heart we have decided we want to give the Lord. And a lot of that is what we call tithe, a lot of that is what we call offering, a lot of that we call sacrificial giving, and so many other, other terms that we have for it. But keep that in mind um, it's really a hard thing, right? But first fruit is more like um, it's more like you got an increase, some increase. Either you have a new um, opportunity, a new business, a new job, or an increase, a raise, or something as that's increased that is more than your usual, than what comes to you usually or regularly. Well, to determine with the Holy Spirit. And take a portion of that increase and, and offer it. And offer it as your first fruit. Especially if that increase is not just a one-off. Because if it's just a one-off, then you, you just tithe off of it. You give whatever proportion you are led to, to give off of it. And that's, that's it. But if it's an increase, like it's an addition to what you used to have, well then... Um, you know, and different people, let me read this statement to you just so that we have a foundational thing here. And I've got to, again, keep my eyes on, on my clock. But this is very important. The principle of first fruit is not a law or a rule, but it is the prerogative of every believer in the new covenant to interact with the Holy Spirit and individually determine what to do with their first fruits and how to appropriate it. So it's up to us. 
and the Holy Spirit. We ought to have a connection with him, a discussion and interaction, fellowship with him over that. But keep in mind that God is greatly honored by our offering of our first fruits because it shows our deep gratitude to him for the increase that we have received. It shows we recognize, like, you, you, you just got this addition. Yes, you you a regular tither, a regular giver, but then you have this, this new stream of income. And sometimes um, people will take the whole first batch of that stream of income and, and give it to the Lord, the entire first batch of it, and give it to the Lord. Some other people will take a proportion of that first batch and, and give it to the Lord. Other people will work it out some other way in a way that they have peace and joy about it. It comes from their heart. But it represents their first fruits. Really, that first fruit simply means off of the top of that increase. And um, um, sometimes even the whole thing, like what they did in the Old Testament was when they had, you know, they were farmers, they were, you know, um, shepherds and things like that. And they got their first crops. You know, this is a harvesting season. The first set of crops that they get from that harvesting season They'll, they'll take it and, and go offer it. Let's, let's read um, first. Let's, you know, I have maybe a couple of scriptures I should read here. Um, first of all, let's read Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. And I'm going to have us go back and read uh, quite a number of verses from Deuteronomy chapter 26. But these two scriptures here um, express very clearly the concept of thanksgiving through the first fruits. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3 and look at verse 9. Proverbs chapter 3 and look at verse 9. It says, Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. Look at that. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. And then what would happen? It says in verse 10, So shall your bands be filled with plenty and your presses will burst out with new wine. Notice here it says, you honor the Lord. We've learned earlier on in our series of lessons here, Thanksgiving is right. When we honor God, God honors us. Thanksgiving is right because when you honor God and and you offer Him Thanksgiving, God will honor you back. Amen? Right. So, he says, honor the Lord, but how? With your substance. And he's talking about your material goods. Actually, if you read this in the Amplified, here he says, honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency. So he's talking about your material benefits, your income, your resources. He's not talking about a verbal praise. Is that's good? Praise God. There's a place over. That's not what he's talking about. Verbal thanksgiving, serving thanksgiving. Yeah, praise God. Those have their place, but this is different. Yes, amen. Um, tithe and offering, awesome. That's part of your substance. That's part of your substance. But then notice, then he goes further and says. And with the first fruits of all your increase. The first fruits of all your increase. And then it tells us what, what the reward is. And the word first fruits there means reshith. means the principal part of it. The first part of it. The, the, the most important, significant part of it. Amen. And I've explained to you some of the different ways in which people look at that. It could be for some, they 
they prefer percentages so they go with percentages proportions for others they take the just like they did in the old testament the first part of that harvest they take the whole thing and and give it to the lord amen glory to god now let's go to deuteronomy chapter 26 let's go and read here in deuteronomy chapter 26 what are we learning about thanksgiving is right and I trust God that you are just as excited as I am because these are some of the ways in which we, we position ourselves for increase, for harvest. Hallelujah. It's one of the ways, most important ways to enter into the new year, enter into the new season. Remember even the, the farmers I was talking about in the Old Testament. When the harvest season comes, it's a new season. And in that new season, the first thing they did was they took their first fruits and they went to thank God. You're going to see it here in Deuteronomy 26. Let's read together. It's, it's, I'm going to read up to 10 verses, but I'm going to read it quick. So let's read together. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 26. It shall be that when you are coming in unto the land which the Lord your God gives you for an inheritance, and you possess it, and you dwell therein, that you will take the first of all the fruit of the earth, which you shall bring, of your land that the Lord your God has given you, and you will put it in a basket. I like that. The basket represents a medium, like it represents a container. And I like to I like to call that praise, the container of praise and the container of thanksgiving. The basket. So if you are taking your first fruit to go offer it to the Lord, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, you shouldn't throw it at God. <laughs> you shouldn't throw it at the altar. You shouldn't just, you know, like you're not even the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. It should be done in praise. It should be done in thanksgiving. And that's the way I relate with that basket. That basket, I believe, is your thanksgiving. It's, your, it's, it's, it's the container of your praise through which you are going to express your gratitude to God with your first fruits. Amen. It says there, And you will go unto the place which the Lord will choose to place his name there. So that's generally the house of the Lord. And let's not get too semantic about it. Let's not get too much into theology. That's anything that represents a place that represents the kingdom of God to you. You recognize it. It's the kingdom of God. It's the house of God. It's a ministry that's serving the Lord and serving the purpose of the kingdom of God. That's that. And then it says in verse 3, you will go unto the priest. So you go to the person. You you go to the head of that house or you go to the leadership of that house. And, and this is kind of slow, a, a little bit different. The tithes and the offerings are also sometimes given through the Levites and given through the priest to the house. But ultimately, the first fruits, the priest is given the authority and the mandate to decide how to execute it, how to administer it, how to use it. It is given into the hands of that priest. That shall be in those days, and you say to him, I profess this day unto the Lord God, the Lord thy God, that I am coming to the country which the Lord swear unto our fathers for to give us. Verse 4 And the priest, notice, the priest shall take that basket out of your hand, and he will set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. Verse 5 And, and you will speak and say before the Lord your God, A Syrian ready to perish was my father. And he went down into Egypt and sojourned there with a few people. And he became there a great nation, a great, mighty, and populous people. Verse, verse 6. And the Egyptians evil entreated us and afflicted us and laid upon us hard bondage. Verse 7. I love this one. And when we cried unto the Lord God of our fathers, 
the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with the great terribleness with signs and wonders. Notice now, he's going over all the things that he's thankful for. <laughs> Amen. Notice his first fruits are in the basket. He puts it there before the priest and he's going over all the things that he's thankful for. So your first, that first fruit is thanksgiving being offered unto the Lord. Amen. And then he says there, in verse 9, and he brought us into this place. He brought us into this place. And he has given us this land, even a land that flows with milk and honey. So that means everything that we have, whether it's the talent with which we earn our income, whether it's the opportunity, the work, the career, the business, whatever it is that provides that channel of income for us, it was the Lord who gave it to us, right? Amen. He has brought us into this place, and as he has given us this land, even a land that flows with milk and honey, verse 10, Watch this now. He says, And now, behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land, which thou, O Lord, hast given me, and you shall set it before the Lord your God, and worship before the Lord your God. You worship before the Lord your God. That's where the praise, the thanksgiving. And then he says in verse 11, And thou shalt rejoice in every good thing, which the Lord thy God has given unto you. This is thanksgiving for the good things that the Lord has done for us. Remember in Acts chapter 14 verse 17, the Bible, he did good. He gave us fruitful seasons, filled our hearts with joy and happiness. Well, here, we are coming back and we're saying, well, we recognize you, you did us good. And our first fruit is, is a way in which we're expressing our thanksgiving and our gratitude to you. It says that you rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given unto you and unto your house, you and the Levite and the stranger that is among you. So everyone in your camp. So that is that process of offering. You notice right there, yes, it's based on the same principle, but it's different from the tithe. Because right there, if you look in verse 12 of this scripture, this was verse 11, we read verse 1 to 11. But if you look at that in verse 12, it says, And when you have made an end of tithing all the tithes of your increase, the third year, which is the year of tithing, and then it goes on and on and describes this particular tithing that they do in the third year. But you notice he's talking in the earlier part of the instructions he's given about first fruit. And then he comes to the second part and he starts talking about tithing. So this is extremely important. One of the ways in which we express our gratitude to God, our thanksgiving to God, is through our first fruits. I'm going to read you that statement again because that's where the liberty of the Spirit in the New Testament comes. It's very important that we have that liberty. It's not a rule. Listen to this again. This is not a law or a rule, but it is the prerogative of every believer in the New Covenant to interact with the Holy Spirit and individually determine what to do with their first fruit and how to appropriate it. But keep in mind that God is greatly honored by our offering of our first fruits because it shows our deep gratitude to Him for the increase that we have received. And you saw that in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. Then, then, it talks about the, the blessings that come from the Lord because we honor him 
with our first fruits. Okay, I, I want to read. I want to. I want us to read one last scripture here. I have about a few minutes here. We are almost approaching forty minutes. So it's almost time to close. I. I, I would like to. I, I really would like to take one more, and I think I probably can and close out there um, tonight. But I want to read one more scripture here. Let's go together. Let's read the appropriation of that first fruit is is the responsibility of the priest. And here I want you to read this. Oh boy, I don't think we can. Um, I can I can read both of those scriptures. Can I read the one in Second Kings and read John six? I might just refer to it and and hopefully I can touch touch on it when we when we close this series of teachings out next week. But look at Second Kings chapter four. And verse 42 here, a different Hebrew word is actually used for the for the term first fruit. Um, um, Hebrews 4, uh, sorry, 2 Kings chapter 4 and, and verse 42. Uh, this is a very, very interesting story. But here in this story, um, a different word is used, but it's similar to Rashid for first fruit that we read in the other passages. But I want us to read this. Look. Here, in verse 42, it says, There came a man from Baal Shalisha, and brought the man of God bread of the first fruits, twenty loaves of barley, and full ears of corn in the husk thereof. And he said, Give unto the people that they made. So the man brought the first fruits, and the man of God said unto him, Give unto the people that they may eat. It was a time of famine. The people were hungry. The man of God took that resource and commanded that it be given to the people. Now listen to what that that, uh, man said, or the servant said um, to the man of God. He said, um, um, the servant said, um, the servant said in verse 43, what should I set this before a hundred men? Like, this is so small. Remember, it's somebody's first fruits. It's like in John chapter 6, that little boy who had a five, five loaves and two fish when Jesus had to feed uh, about 5,000, 10,000 people. And the man's first fruit, the little boy's first fruit, was all that there was, right? And here, he said, the servant asked him, how can I set this little thing before a hundred men? But look at what the man of God said. He said, don't worry. He said again, give the people that they may eat. For this, for thus saith the Lord, they shall eat and they shall live thereof. That is, out of this little, there will be a miracle of multiplication. And notice, the miracle of multiplication comes to both the giver and the receiver. The receiver is the one using it here. And God multiplied that little resource to feed a hundred people. In John chapter 6, it was five loaves and two fish. And Jesus took it, even though his his, um, disciples, Philip, was saying, Lord, this is too little. This is too little. How are we going to? Jesus said, yeah. Put it before the people. Begin on, and he, he actually, I think I want to read that because there's, yeah, I think I'll close there. Uh, that I don't think we have enough time to go beyond that, anyways, tonight. And to, we'll still close out next week. The Lord will help us do that. But I think I'm going to close out on this one um, here today. But notice here, he says, Yeah, go ahead. Thus saith the Lord, they shall eat and they shall live thereof. <laughs> so that means there'll be a miracle of the seed and a miracle of the first fruit. There'll be multiplication both to the sower. And to the reaper. So in verse 14, he set it before them, and they did eat, and they left thereof according to the word of the Lord. There was multiplication. But notice, brought it to the priest in thanksgiving. It was a time of famine. It seemed like nothing, 
But the priest determined that that be used to feed some of the ministers that were there. And it was little, but the Lord put his hands upon it and he multiplied it. But it was not multiplied only to the priest who received it. It was also multiplied to the man who gave it as his first food. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving is awesome. Thanksgiving is awesome. Thanksgiving, like we said last week, open heavens for you. Opens the heavens. Remember we said, you know, we read from Psalm 67 last week, let the people praise you and the earth will yield its increase. And, and we read in um, Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19, out of them, out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And the Lord said, I will multiply them and they will not be few and I will glorify them and they will not be small. Thanksgiving always opens the heavens for increase, for multiplication. And that's what we're seeing right there. Let's close out here. In John chapter 6, hallelujah. Oh, thanksgiving is right. Thanksgiving is so right. John chapter 6, and let's read. You know the story. You can go read it for context. You know, you, you can read it. We're almost at 45 minutes here, so I've got to, I really have to close. But if you want context, you can, you can go and read it. Read the entire chapter just so you, you know, the Holy Spirit ministers to you even further. But I want to read here. Let's read from verse 5. John chapter 6 from verse 5. When Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, Where shall we buy bread that this may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. Exactly what that servant in the Old Testament told the man of God. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fishes. But then he says, But what are they among so many? They're so little. We're looking at 5,000, 10,000 people here. I mean, 5,000 men. And in every meeting, we know, as it is today, there are typically more women than men. So generally, theologians believe there were at least 10,000 people in that meeting that Jesus needed to feed. And there's five loaves and two fish. And, and Peter is right. Sorry, Andrew was right. That's too little. But Jesus said in verse, uh, hallelujah. Jesus said in verse 10, Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. Verse 11, and Jesus took the loaves when he had given thanks. Oh, glory to God. That was somebody's first fruit. He gave thanks through those first fruits and then watched the miracle. He distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fish, fishes as much as they could. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost, verse 13. Therefore they gathered them together and fill twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remain over and above unto them that had eaten. Twelve baskets. Twelve. Out of five loaves. See, the miracle of multiplication happened right there. Now, I want you to, in verse 11, I want to read that from the Amplified. It says, Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, I think it's in Mark, or one of the synoptic gospels, 
that translates when the Lord, he, 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 he was a little bit more dramatic. He gave thanks, he praised God, he lifted up his eyes. It was real, a, a real sacrifice of thanksgiving. A real sacrifice of thanksgiving. And supernaturally, multiplication came upon the resources that were available. Notice there was multiplication for the priest. Jesus represented the priest in those days. He took the five loaves and the two fish from the boy. They brought it to him. There was multiplication to the priest, but there was also multiplication to the little boy. I mean, the 12, the 12 baskets. I mean, don't the, that boy took as much home as he could. When he got back home, I mean, his whole family was, was rejoicing out of the harvest that he came back with because he gave to the Lord his first fruits. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving is right. And all of this as we're looking at the basket and we're looking at some of the media through which we thank God, whether it's verbal expressions, whether it's service, whether it's material giving, whether it's first fruits and all these other things. Please don't lose, don't lose sight of the most important thing is the heart of thanksgiving. The reason we're doing all these, these different things is that there's gratitude in our heart. Hallelujah. And the Lord sees it. And he opens the heavens and rains down upon us. The Lord will open the heavens and he will rain down upon you this year. In the name of Jesus. This year, you will not know recession. You will not know depression. You will not know regression. You will not know any downward turn. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are on the rise to your highest destiny. The Lord will fill your mouth with good things. He will fill your life full satisfaction. Full happiness, joy, contentment, and the full blessing of the Lord. Can somebody say amen? Let's give the Lord praise together as we close. Lord, we bless you tonight. We thank you for your holy word. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for illumination. Thank you, Father, for granting us grace. Thank you. Receive the glory and the praise to yourself, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you, saints. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. God bless you. We're out of time. I look forward to seeing you again. Same time next week. The Lord bless you mightily. Good night.